Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode 16 of Just Another Football Podcast with me, Danny Miller. And me, Josh Betley. It feels like we were here two days ago. We were here three days ago, I think. Tuesday, Monday? No, it was Monday. Was it Monday? Maybe. Monday. I don't Monday, know. Monday, Tuesday. It's all just but, rolled yeah. into one. Uh, I'm sorry if my voice is a little bit higher today because uh, I've just put some newly washed jeans on <laughs> and uh, like I pulled them off the radiator and after doing legs at the gym, I basically can't move. <laughs> but football, midweek, Premier League, so good. Love it. Let's kick off with uh, what happened on Tuesday night. First game we're going to talk about was uh, is West Ham versus Cardiff. Uh, finished 3-1 to West Ham. Uh, West Ham have won back-to-back games for the first time in nearly two years. I think it was January 2017 mm-hmm. that that happened. Um, let's start with the Cardiff penalty. Do you think it was a pen? Um I haven't seen that incident actually. That's one, of, that's one of my buzz phrases. I had to prioritise which highlights I watched. Um, I didn't even know it was a pen. Wasn't it like right at the end of the game? No, it was right. It was uh, at nil nil. Cardiff got yes. a penalty. Yes, I have seen it. Yeah, I do think it was a penalty. Yeah, so Sorry. Right. I was thinking uh, of a different one. My great bad. save by Fabianski. Yeah, because he saved his last three penalties. Has he really? Sorry, I'm frantically trying to um, get it, get some facts up on my phone. But then it's just like being being silly but anyway there we go <laughs> um, there was a slight like uh, discussion before that penalty about who's going to take it mm-hmm. uh, what do you think about that's happened a few times over the last couple of seasons I uh, feel like um, they will have their set penalty takers and then who got fouled for the penalty was it Murphy that got fouled or not uh, I can't remember Whoever, I feel like the person who gets fouled feels like they have a an entitlement to take it sometimes and it's yeah. like but no. you wouldn't oh I won the corner so I'm going to take the corner yeah it was my Sol Bamba taking was, the corner it was my pressure on the <laughs> defender that meant it ended up as a goal kick so I'm going to take yeah. the goal kick it's yeah. not really how it works is it no no that so. is true um, but more terrible defending by Cardiff uh, both goals were basically Perez just smashing it into the back of the net uh, and he needed to he his substitution really changed the game. He'd only played 27 minutes since signing for them. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, he needed to have a, a good game after Hernandez played so well at the weekend. Um, Antonio scored a great header. Wolves got a consolation at the end. Um, Wolves, Cardiff. Sorry, Cardiff got a consolation at the end. Was Gunnison fouling Fabianski? Um See, I fall, I fall into the camp that I think sometimes keepers get a bit too much protection. Yeah. But then blocking seems to have come a bit more into football from like stuff where they like actively try and stop the person running to jump yeah. or like running towards. Personally, I thought it was a foul because he was backing into Fabianski, making no attempt to go for the ball. Yeah. Uh, although we see it off the ball. And people say, oh, it's great defending or whatever. Yeah, camp, I've got a camp arm going on today. I don't know why. Um, yeah, we, we see it all the time, like, in the box and players blocking off other mm-hmm. players. So, and, um, yeah, it's kind of a grey area, really, isn't it? Yes. I mean, I, it didn't have any effect on the game, so it's not... not that is ended true. up not being controversial. But, you true. know, if West Ham were winning 1-0 at that point, then it yeah. becomes a big talking point. There was a similar one 
uh, Welbeck playing for England against Spain where he yeah. ended up scoring that was disallowed yeah, and yeah. for me that, that just wasn't a foul because no, De Gea has jumped over him and then fallen over yeah. <laughs> we'll get on to De Gea later um, but West Ham have scored three again uh, have you seen their running as well over Christmas it's all sort of sides in the bottom half is it well they, they're finding form at the right time really aren't they I think it is anyway I might have just completely got that wrong <laughs> Um, it's either that or they've just played sides all in the bottom half well if they have got an easy run well not an easy run no games are easy in the Prem but if they've got like a an okay run over Christmas then if they can keep this form going then they're just a bit of an enigma in general aren't they yeah like they have, when they're bad they're bad <laughs> but when they're good they're really good I think if you look through their squad as well, they've got some really good players, but they've also got some bang average players as well. So yeah, that's true. It's gonna happen. That's true. Um, Perez became the first uh, West Ham player to score twice as a substitute in a Premier League match since Paolo Wanchap in Paolo Wanchap April Throwback. 2000 against which team? Wow, Man City. Oh, against Newcastle. Yep. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Depressing that, that makes me sad. Yeah, why we why why have we always been shit? <laughs> you, you're talking to a Bolton fan, mate. yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair and, enough. And uh, Mikel Antonio's uh, 21 Premier League goals, 62 percent of them have been headers. 13. I mean, you know what? I really rate Antonio. You know? Yeah, I really rate him. I, it was a really good header as well. He's got the fourth highest ratio of players to have scored at least 20 goals for them to have been with their head. I don't think you'd get the other three. They're all centre halves. Oh, is it like Richard Dunn? Who no longer play anymore. Richard Dunn. No. Are they. Is this Premier League era? Yeah. Or is it like Philip Senderos? No. Is it. One Chelsea, one Arsenal, one John Liverpool. Terry. Yeah, John Terry. One Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, Jamie. Uh, uh, Sammy Hippier? Yep. And Arsenal. Arsenal. Uh, Martin Keown? No, just got his first management job. Tor- uh, oh, Saul Campbell. Yes. Ex Newcastle. He came out, was very complimentary after uh, his team lost at Newcastle under 21s this week on penalties. He was very complimentary about his time at Newcastle, even though he was there. At the same time, he was signed in the same transfer window as Shevki Kuchi. Remember him? Oh, I remember him. <laughs> Didn't he have Played like as well, what did he used to do for his goal celebration? Was it a goal celebration he did that I was? I remember. I just remember him being yeah, great name. Terrible for Newcastle. Yeah, I mean that that season we had uh, up front we had Shevki Kuchi, Marlon Harewood, Leon Best, and Andy Carroll. I think it was that season. Shevki Kuchi. Wow. Great name. <laughs> Sounds like something you get at like a Greek restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have uh, number forty-seven? The yeah. uh, Chef Kikuchi. <laughs> um, all right, let's get on to the next game then. Uh, Watford versus Man City. It I watched this two-one to Man City. Uh, Man City have won all eighteen of their games in competitions this season, in which they've scored in the first half. Mm-hmm. Interesting fact. They're um, going into the game, their goal difference of plus 37 is the best since. Oh, um, what is in Premier League? Premier uh, League era? No, or, just after or, 15 or, games. Oh, it's like, oh no, it's, after 14 it's like games. Liverpool in, in like 78 or something. Someone has um, said. Oh, Sunderland in 18. No, Preston. 1888 89 season. Graham. And they've been trailing for 12 minutes. Yeah, I know. Total. It's crazy. It's crazy. Ridiculous. Uh, Decore is only the second player to score a home Premier League goal against Man City this season. After who? 
Yedlin. Nope. Hmm. That was at uh, that was at City's stadium. I'm really thinking hard here. You'll never <laughs> get it. <laughs> what team? Wolves. Yeah, I wouldn't have got it. Is it, it was, one of the? Is it um, Moutinho? No, it was Willy Bolly, who scored a goal that That's shouldn't have stood. That's an unfortunate name. It is, yeah. Uh, it was the goal that shouldn't have stood, if you remember. Um, Sane is really stepping up. Yeah, uh, he scored four in his last five Premier League starts, I think. But the player I want to talk about is Riyad Mahrez. There was a bit of um, like um, people like saying why have City signed him uh, like is it a good move for Mares or whatever What when Mares first went to City what did you think about that signing um, I thought 60 million was maybe maybe a little little bit much but then I I, I struggled to get my head around what, what the new what is 60 million actually worth nowadays <laughs> because it uh, is the Neymar and Coutinho transfers are they are they outliers because they're such top players or has that dragged everything else up I don't know um, I think they've dragged everything else up I but think, then his well I think the Ronaldo transfer dra- dragged everything up the 90 million to, to Real Madrid yeah that was the first weren't his huge one, wasn't aren't it? his stats compar- compa- comparative to Coutinho better Yes, in the, yeah. in the Premier League, yeah. In the Premier League, yeah. So, and arguably playing in a team where he had to create pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, so really good move for them. He gives them something different because yeah. in general their right-sided players are right-footed and their left-sided players are left-footed. But what he gives them is a right-sided player. Who, I mean, he is very sort of one-footed. Yeah. But he he's really... It took him a little while. I'd say five or six weeks of the season to settle down, but he looks... I mean, a lot of their stuff came through him on uh, on the other day. On uh, the uh, other day, the other day. The thing that I said to people that said to me, "Oh, I don't know why they signed him," was, "You've got to think, okay, that last season City won the title at a counter, okay, and this season they don't just want to win the Premier League." Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they want to win everything, but their goal is the Champions League. Whether Man City fans like it or not, their goal is the Champions League. He was bought because his style of play suits the Champions League. As well mm-hmm. as he's been doing in the Premier League, his style of play suits the Champions League. It's a little bit slower, uh, and it's a little bit. He can be a little bit more creative. Uh, I'm surprised that I haven't seen him as much in the Champions League as I thought we would. I thought he would be basically the first name on name on the team sheet mm-hmm. in the Champions League. But you need like you think about that Man City midfield and strike force, man. It's mentally good they did have no good. Sterling no Aguero no De Bruyne yeah. on Tuesday and, and they, they, how how Wolves only went in 1-0 down uh, well I'll tell you why Ben Foster yeah, yeah. Um, we it was really ben nice Foster, don't we? it was really nice to just sit down and watch a game of footy yeah from start to finish and City was so good they changed their entire back four yeah and no no difference I mean the only, the only difference when when company went off they looked a little bit sort of well he is like rudderless the leader isn't he yeah he yeah. is the leader um, Gabriel Jesus got the assist for the Mares goal mm-hmm. uh, but he's only scored one goal this season I think it was in all, maybe in back end of August start of September um, like obviously you can get for City you can be on bad form and someone else is going to yeah. take the take the range but uh, take the reins but 
is uh, obviously we know what talent Jesus has got is it just a matter of time before he gets back into form or yeah I think so he's had a sort of a bit of a stop start time uh, nature to the start of his City career uh, in terms of like he's always he's had a couple of injuries he's never really had that and he's never got a massively extended run in the team yeah that is true that um, is true and I feel like he's got an ego that maybe needs massaging a little bit I think he to me comes across as a really humble yeah player. yeah but again what I mean by that is, is just the manager to be like oh, yeah. you're great you're great just keep doing what you're doing yeah I think that's the one area for me where City uh, need to invest in January I think Seven if they've forward. got Sanchez it wouldn't have been a problem uh-huh. because Sanchez can play out wide but he can play up top as well I think it's the one position where maybe Guardiola might, he's all, I think he's already said that because he's played go Sterling in the middle a couple of times hasn't he yeah so. but I, I think if 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 they are going to well, I think Guardiola's already said oh we're not going to go out in January and buy anyone but I think if they were to then that would be the position mm-hmm. that they would go and strengthen um, in terms of Watford they have lost again their last win came against Huddersfield uh, didn't win in the whole of uh, November and lost the two first two. Uh, they play uh, Everton next Monday. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. They've got a couple of like all right teams coming up. Um, what did you think about Watford's performance generally? I thought they didn't park the bus, which was nice to see. They their back four were quite narrow which gave City quite a lot of space out wide. Um, Foster was incredible. They didn't keep the ball very well, um, no. which I think you have to do against City. But sit again, City's pressing was just relentless. Troy Deeney missed a big chance at 0-0. Yes. Um, again, one of, the com- one of the commentators was like, oh, he should have buried it. But then they said... I think Owen Hargreaves said at half time like it's come over his shoulder from like his left to his right so it's it's not actually that easy yeah. and it was actually a really good save as well um, they caused City a few problems towards the end of the game I thought they, they, well, I they thought got the, the consolation sco- didn't they, they yeah the I think the scoreline flattered them a little bit just because City had so much of the ball uh, but then uh, it was unfortunate that Ben Foster ended up on the losing side because he put in he put in an absolute shift He's a he's a good player. We spoke about Foster yeah. last week, didn't we? Well, I found out he's thirty five though, so well, he's old. But he's a goalkeeper. Yeah, Teddy Sheringham played till he was forty, and he was like a he was a striker. Um, Stanley Matthews played till he was like fifty three or something. Bloody hell! Um, all right, next up, Brighton versus Palace. This finished three one to uh, to Brighton. Uh, Brighton scores by a substitute in the previous Premier League games was one. And uh, the goals by subs versus Crystal Palace was two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a really good start. So you can, I mean, I suppose that shows sort kind of like the uh, level of quality they've been able to bring in in the transfer window, I suppose, and they've been able to strengthen their bench a little bit more. Uh, yes, and if as well, it looks like Murray's got a little injury. So yes, we'll get on to that. But be a um, bit of a we'll start with the Palace defending with the, for the penalty. Oh, it wasn't a pen. 
It wasn't a pen. I don't no, think it, I don't but think it the was defending a previous to that was horrendous. It was wank Bissaka. Wank Bissaka, yeah. Um He's just let it he's not he's just let it hit his head, doesn't he? And it's just like dribbled back yeah, towards I think the goal. It, um Sako as well. Sako didn't really get a hold of the ball at all in that in that game. Um obviously MacArthur got the ball, uh so it shouldn't have been a penalty. Great finish by Murray. He scored mm-hmm. six in seven Games, home games at home. Yeah. At home. Um, all right. The next one was Murray's penalty shout. I think he was looking for it a bit, but it was a bit of a shove. I, uh, I've written here, change my mind every time I see it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's one of those that in slow mo you think, yeah, that's a pen. But then for me, uh, when I when I saw it initially, I was like, "That's a penalty." But when you watch it zoomed in, I think he kicks the ball away, and the defender he 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 stops and waits for the defender to go into him. Mm-hmm. It's clumsy. You've seen them given, um, but personally, I don't think it's a penalty. Um, however, it was the aftermath of that that's that was the big talking point. Uh, Shane Duffy, uh, I think, gets the award for probably the stupidest yeah uh, red card of all time the ref is closer than I am to you now yeah I know he's literally like next to him next to him it's so stupid however it, the ref gave a corner when it wasn't a corner uh, he had a bit of a nightmare to be honest the referee didn't he yeah um, Gross went off Balligan came on Brighton took the corner and Balligan scores. Yeah, it was great. Great finish seconds as well. After coming on, great finish. Um, it wasn't a corner though, and so the the referee has made already in the first like I think it was the first like twenty five minutes, half an hour. I already made like three big mistakes. Yeah, and two of them have led to goals. and two of them led to goals. Um, However, the third goal for Brighton. Bear in mind they they went down at ten men. They really stood up, and it was. I agree with Chris what Chris Eaton said after the game, where he said that like it's probably one of their best performances in the Premier League, and mm-hmm. um, they were they were excellent. Uh, great solo goal by Andon. I think he's called Andone. Um, is he Romanian or something? Yeah. Um, but Palace were woeful in the defense. Some of the defending. Was just if there's a tragic. side you wouldn't mind going down to ten men against, I think Palace would be would be up there. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Palace penalty at the end of the game. Uh, yeah, was a pen. Yeah, definite pen. Got a stat here about Zaha. He's won more penalties, uh, seven, and Milivojevic has scored more ten than any other players in the Premier League since last season. That doesn't surprise me. But a couple of those Zaha ones have been dodgy decisions. Yeah. Um, Brighton, I mean, it's quite interesting, I find, that uh, Duffy obviously got sent off and then, uh, what's his name, Balligan came on and uh, scored. So another central defender scored for for Brighton. But they are struggling from open play. Yeah. But then... Bit of a freak goal from Andone, or Andone, whatever his name is. Not a freak goal, but like a just a great solo goal rather than team goal. They are quite a limited team, though. I, in terms of that, they wouldn't pass you off the park. They wouldn't do a forty-five pass move to score a goal. No, that's true. Uh, and like Murray's the real focal point, isn't he? They rely on a lot of knockdowns from yeah. him. Um, 
Crystal Palace, on the other hand, they play West Ham on Saturday at three o'clock. Um, prediction? West Ham win. I'm also going to go for a West Ham win, and I think they're going to score three again. Okay. I think it'll be three-one. We like that scoreline. We do, yeah. I mean, I don't think we've got any result right no. when we predicted them, but I mean, I don't make a note. I don't make a note. No, it's like so. a mental, mental note. Um, all right, next up, uh, this was this is the final Tuesday game. I think Bournemouth versus Huddersfield. It finished two-one to Bournemouth. Bournemouth have two of the top six players who have recorded four or more goals and four or more assists Callum Wilson and uh, Ryan Fraser so Wilson has eight goals and five assists and Fraser has four goals and seven assists 10 and 18 for club and country this season yeah. Callum Wilson very good record uh, Bournemouth finally lose that ending run uh, that losing run sorry they end that losing run I'll say it 900 times uh, until I get it right what a header by Wilson mm-hmm. but was he offside um, no, I don't think so. It was tight. Uh, I think VAR would have given it to be off, but okay. I kind of like the which, fact which which bit of his body, his head. Okay, I kind of like, or maybe it was his shoulder. He was like mm-hmm. leaning, obviously. Cause I think when it's when it's that tight, like. Well, it's one of those, isn't it? Like we said before, you want to give the striker the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And how often do we see that? Well, we saw that yeah. at the weekend. Because they, they say, the say, certainly in cricket, the technology is there to remove the the howler of a decision. Yeah. And that, like, that's not a howler. That's, like, almost too close to yeah. cool. I think, I think, I mean, I'm not criticising. I'm just saying that this is, like, maybe something that VAR would change. Mm-hmm. I... It was a great header, though, and uh, deserved from Bournemouth's point of view. I thought they were the better team uh, throughout the whole game, really. Um, Huddersfield were a bit open at the back, which was a bit surprising. And they can't afford to be, uh, because as as soon as they concede more than one, as we know, they can't score more than one goal in the game, they're going to lose the game. Um... Fraser and Wilson have had a decent partnership this season. Uh, they've got they've combined for six goals uh, more than any other duo this season. And n- last season, no duo scored more than seven, so mm-hmm. they're probably on to beat that this season. Um, but again, Huddersfield s- struggled to score. Um, a looping header from Congolo got them there, got them a consolation goal. Um, and they created a, f- a few chances, but again, I think uh, Depoitra had a chance and Moy had a chance. Uh, mm-hmm. But that just in the final third, they're really struggling. Yeah. What's the What's the answer? Um, is it a new signing or is it to be done on the training pitch? Do you think it's difficult, isn't it? Because they probably don't have much money to go and buy a player that can make like that much of a difference. Yeah. Um, Moy did it for them when they first sort of came in the Premier League um, yeah they, they're just a team that they, they have to add up to more than the sum of their individual parts otherwise they, they're going to struggle yeah I agree with that um, some news came out today uh, not good news at all not for Bournemouth or in fact for England Uh Lewis Cook is set to be out for nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, just getting with a cruciate lig, uh, anterior cruciate, cruciate ligament injury. Uh, six to nine months out. Ouch. Um, 
it's it's huge because it's happened at such a vital part of his career. Yeah. You've seen players with this injury, like these injuries before, go off the boil, and I really hope he doesn't because, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I think he is the perfect player to get into that that England squad for 2020. It's it's a good thing it's happening now and not in a year's time, I think, because he'll yeah, definitely. come back, he'll hopefully come back fresh in the run-up sort of that tournament. Um I mean, I'd never wish injury on any player, really. No. Um, just, just gutting. Apart from Pogba. <laughs> um, all right, next game. Uh, this is on to last night. This is uh, the first one we're going to talk about is Spurs versus Southampton. Finished 3 1 to Spurs. Um, Kane has now scored five of Tottenham's last seven Premier League goal- goals against Southampton, mm-hmm. including uh, one in each of his last three. Um, Did you not think that all three goals were just woeful defending? Yeah. Well, like, interesting that the new ma- uh, the new manager was there. Uh, let me just find his name. Hassan Hootl. Hassan Hootl. He's uh, known as the Alpine Klopp or something like that. Yeah, um, I think he took... I can't remember which team it was from the bottom of the second division to the t- uh, into the Bundesliga. And Leipzig. Well, RB no, Leipzig. Leipzig he took... He took would, into yeah. sixth into the top six mm-hmm. two seasons in a row. He's got a good record. His win percentage is uh, just under fifty percent, I think, which is all right for a mm-hmm. manager that's been managing maybe lesser clubs in the in Germany. Uh, however, I agree. I mean, for once, I agree with something that Danny Murphy said. In that, you always sort of. I mean, you don't know how he's going to fare in the Premier League. Yeah, and with this Southampton team, especially. Like we've said before, the defence is not good and it was just three defensive mistakes, basically. And they can play football going forward. That's not that's not the problem. It's more just... the de- It's the defensive side of things. Uh, who's playing left-back? Was it Matty Target playing left-back? Yeah, back? he was awful. Yeah. We were linked with him last season. I'm so glad we didn't sign him. He was, he's been Yeah, shit. it's that third goal especially. Like You've got the whole pitch to aim for with your clearance and he's just like hit it off of Trippier yeah well the, I think it was Hoiberg did a similar uh, maybe not Hoiberg someone did a similar thing last week we were talking about at the weekend where against Fulham and I was like what are you doing man um, but Armstrong at nil nil could have scored after mm-hmm. Hoiberg absolutely smashed it off the post what a goal that would have been um, so in, they could have been 1-0 up but Again, uh, more goals from set pieces, and what, what's what's what is Hassan Huttel's first job? Tighten up the defence. Yeah. Do you think he'll invest in January? And if so, do you think he'll invest in players that he's had it um, had at Leipzig? Maybe because there's a wage cap in the German league, so you wouldn't have to necessarily break the bank for sort of those. Not players that play at top clubs, but players that play in like the next bracket of club down in terms of like league position. So he may be able to use his his sort of knowledge to bring bring a few players in that well, may be able to help. I think the perfect player for them to bring in uh, is a guy called Diot uh, Upamecano. I think it's, it's how you pronounce it. Uh, he's a young central defender. Uh, he plays for Leipzig now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's only twenty. Um, 
but he's been he's like one of these like tip to be like a future star uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the Premier League soon whether he gets linked to a top club or not mm-hmm. um, but I think that if he's going to go in and dip into an old club I think that's where he'll go um, on to Spurs uh, the question I want to ask you about Spurs obviously they scored three Son again had a, had a brilliant game um, South, like we said Southampton created some chances and finally got their goal at the end but can you tell me what Eric Dyer actually offers to this Spurs team <laughs> he allows things to go against them um, yeah. like I ge- genuinely because I, I, I watched uh, I, like I watched extended highlights on this game okay and he did fuck all for the whole game he does seem to have sort of like gone backwards a little bit because yeah, when he 100%. came, when he first like arrived in England, he he was sort of tearing up trees and I don't know. He's <laughs> not that good on the ball, is he? No, and which, which he is makes odd because he's, tackles as well. He's in a, so I don't he's really in a poch- know what his job is because he can't, he's a centre half by like by trade who has then been converted into a midfielder. Yeah, and. Yeah. Well, Southampton play Cardiff on. I can't Saturday. answer that question. <laughs> what does he bring? A I don't think anyone can. I don't no. think anyone can. Uh, Southampton play Cardiff uh, at three o'clock on Saturday. Score prediction? Oh, you tired? <laughs> yeah. No, I was just yawning at the thought of that game. Yeah. Well, who's at home? Uh, Cardiff. Uh, Cardiff win. Just got a feeling. Cardiff win. It's a it's a tough fix, tough first fixture. I didn't think I'd be saying that two yeah. months ago, but tough first fixture. Um, I'm gonna go for a draw. Um, I think it'll be like two two, three three. I've realised that I very rarely predict draws, which is a bit of a drawback when it comes to uh, tumbleweed. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rare. Yeah. Awful joke. I mean, I think yeah, I'm gonna go for like a. 3-3 three, three. I think just like just a six defensive game. mistakes yeah um, and we'll get on to Spurs a little bit later okay next up probably the pick of the fixtures uh, Manchester United versus Arsenal it finished 2-2 loads to talk about in this game um, David De Gea is the first goalkeeper to save a Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang shot on target in the Premier League since who? it's a long time ago because he's had like yeah. 10 in a row 102 days ago it was Three months. We've already said that we. Fabianski. Yes. Yeah. Ending a run of 10 consecutive shots on target scored. Um, Mustafi scored the first goal. It was a, a tale of defensive errors, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, what is De Gea doing? Don't you think that just sums up United's season? That in like a snapshot? Yeah, yeah it actually does. It actually does. You'd argue that. that he's the one player that sort of saved face, but it's yeah, it was spreading. Bad. It's contagious. Also, why didn't Herrera just head it? He's like dragged his foot up to yeah. like clear. It. Yeah, but he just. I just don't the watch know. doesn't lie. No, as the commentator said. True. You know what? I fucking love goal, t- goal line technology. So good. Um, Martial's goal. Okay. Um, there was a bit of a kerfuffle in the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the free kick was taken um, personally I thought that it was still going on when the free kick was taken hence 
why there was so much confusion around the fact mm-hmm. that it had gone in. Um, there was, uh, I, th- I thought, sm- surely, right? I get that you can place players on each end of the wall, but if that if those players surely the team that are defending the free kick have the right to put that wall up. Yeah. What is the? Do you know what the rule is behind like with walls mm. and stuff? I, I just think it's a bit of a grey area, isn't it? Yeah, because Smalling is fouling. I can't remember who was on the end of the wall. But they had three of them on the end of the wall, but that's that that. I mean, that's fine because right? technically the ball's not in play, is it? So I don't know. Why I said that. But <laughs> the the ball's not. Yeah. It's a, it, it's it, just because yeah, the ball's it? not in play, so like technically you can't really be fouling. So that's why I said it because technically you can't really be fouling someone. Yeah, but, but then, Shane Duffy headbutted Van Aanholt. Ball wasn't in play. Yeah, that's violent conduct. Isn't yeah, it? it's uh, somebody pushed me in the street. Violent conduct. It's not in play though. So it don't <laughs> yeah, count. Ball's not in play. Um, it's just in the back of the car. Um, yeah, it just seems a bit odd because also how many times have you seen it where it's the ball goes through the gap where the player was half the time yeah. the bloke taking the free kick doesn't even aim for there anyway yeah that's true uh, however was Herrera offside anyway when the ball yeah, was yeah I think he was slightly yeah I agree um, however the next goal which was Lacazette uh, I think it was Lacazette uh, Rojo had played quite well up to this point as well yeah I know I felt was, a bit sorry for him but yeah. he got one of them in him He's got one of them in him. Yeah. Um, another poor defensive goal to concede for United. But they went straight up the other end. Lingard banged it in. I think that is why, because Monreal is injured, he's gone to a back back five. I said he before, does he doesn't trust, trust Kolasinac. And what was he doing? And then, then he's you like... You know what? Yeah, he was another one. He had a great game. I thought he was excellent. But he, the left not wing. defensively. Defensively. Shocking, horrendous. yeah. Horrendous. Isn't like surely when you're growing up and you're like, right, you're going to be a fullback. You not think, right? I need to learn how to defend. But yeah. How many yeah. fullbacks can actually defend? There's not many, not many. Because we, I was talking about this with Newcastle, and we'll get onto this that we have. We're much safer in a back five when we don't have Paul Dummett because Paul Dummett can actually defend, and arguably is a centre back. Mm-hmm. Whereas Yedlin can't defend to save his life. That's why people like Walker. Uh, at Man City because uh, like people probably tell me he can't but he can't he's a good defender as well as a good good attacker um, two big talking points though from this game mm-hmm. more than any more than anything else that went on really um, the first one was uh, Lacazette uh, so De Gea had the ball he's holding the ball he's pointing with one hand and he's got the ball in his other hand Lacazette comes heads it out of his hand and uh, kicks it in the back of the they've net they've changed the rule haven't they have they I yeah. thought it was two hands on the no, ball no it's control he's got control of the ball ah, it's changed because okay. yeah. to me because there, there was that incident where it was like 20 years ago or yeah something, where wasn't it? I think it was even, even more than that 20 years ago is like 1990 something which is a bit worrying yeah because um, yeah, if you've got the ball in one hand like this, that is in control, isn't it? Yeah. You're not going to drop it. No. Um, I didn't realise that they'd changed the rule. Yeah. Uh, so I have written that by the letter of the law it should have stood, but that is complete bullshit. Um, the next one was uh, the Fellaini tackle on Gindouzi. Oh, where he's pulled his hair. Yeah. 
That should be a ban. That's a red card. A red card. I think retrospectively he's going to get. If you think about we we spoke about this the the Ronaldo one in the Champions League, he pulled the guy up by the hair. What is the difference? Yeah, there isn't. There isn't exactly. Also, Fellaini should be sympathetic. Yeah, Fellaini's just jealous because his hair wasn't as good. Um, but Arsenal, I thought Arsenal were very, very unlucky not to win that game, mm-hmm. personally. I think um, United have showed that they've got grit, but they're just lacking so much creativity. Yeah. Ugh. Arsenal play Huddersfield at the weekend. Uh, I expect win. them to, yeah. to to win that. Uh, I'm going to go for 2 0. Score? Who's at home? Arsenal. Yeah, 3 0. Uh, Alright, next we have Fulham versus Leicester. Finish ones each. Uh, Fulham have conceded 36 goals in their Premier League games in 2018-19. Only one team has ever conceded more at this stage in the campaign. Who was it? Is it Bolton? Nope. Begins with B, though. Uh, Blackburn. No. Burnley. Barnsley. Barnsley. They conceded 40. Ouch. Uh, Obviously, they've conceded another goal now. That Fulham haven't much. haven't uh, kept a clean sheet for 19 Premier League games. Crazy, stretching back to the um, last time they were in the league. That's mental. Uh, Mitrovic was captain. That surprised me. He's also been directly involved in 60 percent of their league goals this season. Well, how many times did I say that he needs to get more involved in the build-up? And again, he got an assist for the Camara Kamara Kamara goal. Kamara. Um, um, however I don't really want to talk about them uh, apart from the fact that they still haven't got a clean sheet although Ranieri has tightened them up hasn't he mm-hmm. um, I tell you what we the other the other week uh, they played Callum Chambers in midfield I don't think that's a bad shout he last, been, he's been playing the there for a while actually at, at the weekend and last night he had a few decent shots you know only for like some good goalkeeping would he not would he have, have scored and he's always been a bit of a liability at the back yeah so. and, yeah, he's also a bit shit um, but maybe if he goes back to Arsenal there's a rule for him there yeah he's only on loan, he's only he? on loan. Uh, but another goal for James Madison and he was excellent again uh, everything about his play yesterday was, was brilliant his set pieces were great the way that he set up um, like teammates in the box uh, obviously Vardy wasn't playing because he's got a little knock I think he was he was fantastic mm-hmm. um, but Leicester um, I think Leicester without him struggle like when Leicester play well uh, sorry when Madison plays well Leicester play well it's sort of because I was reading like a few other articles on this game said when when they don't have Vardy they have to have Madison because yeah. he helps like run the game but when they've got Vardy they can just about manage without Madison because he they can play a lot less possession based football yeah because they're a threat on the counter but then without without Vardy and the team Madison pulls the strings there would be a shout for um if Vardy hadn't retired semi retired whatever he's done well, I thought people just retired now but it's like if we've got an injury crisis, he's available. Well, I think so. Basically, if Kane, Rashford, or Wilson are in, are all are injured, injured yeah. then Vardy get a caller. Um, I think that would be a, a, a canny shout for some of the qualification games. Would be yeah. Madison and Vardy up front, personally. Uh, although, arguably, it'd be Madison and Wilson now. 
and that's what yeah was although all the teams were playing a shit yeah god um, awful both teams had chances to win uh, draw a fair result yeah I think uh, seen already that Ranieri sort of tightened the defence up already well it doesn't get any easier really for Fulham uh, they play Man United at the weekends at Old Trafford yeah score prediction. just got a feeling United are going to win Man One United nil. are going to uh, I'm going to go for the same uh, late late kick off on Saturday is Leicester versus Spurs at mm-hmm. the King Power uh, I reckon this is going to be an absolute cracker of a game oh I hope so um, I'm going to go for a Leicester win ok I'm going to go for a Spurs win but like a 3 2 a 3 2 a yeah, I'm going to go for 3-2 Leicester, and you're going to go 3-2 Spurs. Okay. I like it. All right, next up, uh, Burnley versus Liverpool. This, uh, I was on a gig last night, and uh, so I was like keeping up to date with this, not not just in the interval, but between tunes as well. Um, and when Burnley went 1-0 up, I was looking at my band, and there's one particular member of the band who's a big... He, in fact, he was wearing a red Liverpool Santa hat, Um which I told him to kindly burn. burn. Yeah, um, he was not a happy boy halfway through that first set when Burnley when Burnley scored. Uh, but James Milner scored, which means that Liverpool are going to win. This is the fiftieth Premier League game that James Milner scored in, with none of the previous forty nine seeing him end up on the losing side. One thirty eight drawn eleven lost. What a nine. record that, that is! That is incredible. Um, but we'll start with the Burnley goal. Uh, Wood was he offside? Um, well, Allison couldn't gather the ball, could he? No. Well, Allison I wondered what Allison was doing, but then yeah. I saw a, a different angle, and it looked like I think was it Ashley Barnes playing up front? Mm, yeah, maybe. Um, he kicked. It looked like he kicked it out of Allison's hands. Yeah. But again, the, again, I I assumed the rule was if the keeper's got both hands on the ball, then. You do you can't kick it, but it, he wasn't in control of the ball, was he, Allison? No, yeah, it was Barnes playing up top. Um, I think Wood was offside, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, again, strike a benefit of the doubt thing. Um, Some of these are just too close to call, though. At yeah. Like the pace they happen. Yeah, that's true. Um, after Klopp sort of rested um, Mane, Salah, Firmino, uh, it was funny because on Match of the Day they were like, oh, well, Klopp's decision to rest all three of them paid off. Well, no, it isn't because yeah, when he brought really. Salah and Firmino on, they won the game. Um, this, But the substitutions were, were, were so vital. Um, but I want to talk about James Milner, obviously, mm-hmm. the start was about. How, like... Not only on the pitch, but how important is James Milner like to have around the team? He's do you just think? he's proven Premier League quality. I think he just brings a level of calmness and maturity to it to any side. Um, great signing, I think, for Liverpool. I mean, he's been there a couple of years now. Uh, he's versatile. Free signing, though. Yeah, free he's transfer. Paid them back in. Oh yeah, hundredfold. Yeah, at least. Um, He's, yeah. a, he's played. You can tell that he's uh, he's a good player because he's played for the top teams, Liverpool, Man City, mm-hmm. Newcastle, um, Villa, <laughs> Leeds. Yeah. yeah. Well, England, when those teams England. were good, though, yeah. when those teams were good, like yeah. played for Villa when they were getting in the top six, played for Newcastle when we were in the top five, uh, playing for Liverpool now they're in the top four. 
Uh, Man City when they were winning the league, Leeds when they were in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. I mean, it says a lot. And also, the thing about James Milner is, even though he's a, probably the most boring person on the planet, he like his professionalism, similar to like Jermaine Defoe, the fact that he is just so dedicated to his job, he, like you never see any scandalous stories about him. He just like lives his life because football is his life. And I think that feeds down to like the younger players. So to have mm-hmm. someone like him in the squad with like Joe Gomez, who went off injured uh, on a stretcher the other night, we don't know how bad that is. And people like Trent, Alexander Arnold, people like that, it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Um, is he officially England retired? Yeah, he retired. From I'd be calling him up, mate. After I'd be calling him up. Euro 2012. Yeah, I'd be calling him 2012, up. 2012, 2016. Um, it's their best ever start to a Premier League campaign, though, Liverpool. Yeah, even though they haven't really been that good. Exactly. And if City didn't exist as they do. Yeah. But then would they be play? Would they be scrapping for as many points? Yeah, exactly. Uh, have to win. Where is Burnley's next win coming from? That is the question I want to ask. I'm just going to get Burnley's uh, fixture fixtures list up. up. Um, Big game on Saturday. Brighton huge at game home. on Saturday. Um, so they have Brighton. That's a six-pointer. It's, it's a tough run. They have Brighton, Spurs, Arsenal, Everton, West Ham, and then they play Huddersfield in the new year. So up until the new year is like... I. They have to get points at Brighton. They mm-hmm. have to get points at Brighton. Otherwise, they're not going to win. I mean, their last win came against... Well, they got a point at Leicester. But their last win came against Cardiff in September. It's worrying times for yeah. Burnley. They're in the relegation zone. I think they, I think they could go down. I really think they could go. Yeah, down. I, I, I sort of said they, they'd be in the mix if they stayed in the Europa League. But then they've yeah. come out of the Europa League and nothing's really changed. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I think we both said on the first mm. podcast now that the Europa League's gone that they should be fine. But actually, score yeah. prediction for Brighton. Brighton Burnley one all. It's just got a one all written all over it, doesn't it? I think. Brighton have to get the win. Uh, sorry, Burnley have to get the win. Yeah. And they're at Turf Moor. And they'll be looking at that game and being like, we have to get points now. 2 1. 2 1 Burnley. Uh, Liverpool play Bournemouth in the early kickoff. Prediction? Oh, I'm going to go for a Bournemouth win. Okay. I've just got a feeling. I'm going to go for a Bournemouth win as well. I've just got a feeling. That means that Liverpool are going to win now. Probably. <laughs> But no, I'm going to go for a Bournemouth win as well because Bournemouth don't set up. They don't again. They don't park the bus. They still look to like attack when they get the opportunity to. And Eddie Howe, I can't rate him highly enough. No, I love it. And Howe. this, I'm going to compare him with when Pochettino was at Southampton. If he, if Eddie Howe was a foreign manager, he'd have been he'd have been snapped up by a bigger club by 100%. now. I think, like I've said a, a few times. Once Emery goes, Eddie Howe's job. And if he goes to England, he'll ruin his career. Cause yeah, it's something for late, later later on. Yeah, when he's like 70, he gets the England job, then he leaves England and goes in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, next up, 
Wolves versus Chelsea, the shock of match week 16 or whatever week it is. I can't remember if I predicted this or not. 2-1 to Wolves. Uh, no, you didn't, because I no. listened to it earlier. Mm-hmm. We both said Chelsea win. Fairs. Uh, first uh, Wolves win against Chelsea in their last five games, having lost the previous four with an aggregate score of 13-1. So that means Chelsea Grim. have scored four or more goals on average. Um, no Ruben Neves three. in the starting lineup. Thirteen divided by four. Yeah, three. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no Ruben Neves in the starting lineup. He was sat on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, Chelsea went one 0 up, but massive deflection. Yeah, Ruben Loftus Cheek. I think that's six goals in his last seven starts. It's three in his last three as well. He's classy. In the prem. He's yeah, he's. Class. he's He's one of those players that just needs to play, though. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Although he played at Palace last season, didn't really. He had some good games. Yeah, he had a pretty solid season. But again, he's for playing a twenty-year-old, he's playing 21. in a team that didn't ever really dominate games. True, true. Um, however, should Chelsea have had a penalty at one-nil, Bolly on Morata? Ah, no, that wasn't on the highlights package that I watched. That wasn't on the highlights package. It was the no. most stone wall penalty and red card I've ever seen mm. in my life well then um, I'm going to go with your your view yeah it's one of my buzz phrases I've not actually seen that yeah <laughs> we should create like a little jingle for when you haven't seen it no we shouldn't do that ever. something like that <laughs> <laughs> I'm what glad I can make that? you laugh I don't know uh, alright um, would great. you like it again <laughs> no definitely not no, we need. You have to go and sing. Um, not that. Don't sing that. In an hour. <laughs> um, great turnaround though by Wolves. They showed character. They were completely out of it in the yeah. first half. Do you not think that first goal though, Kepa is going to be really disappointed? Yeah, oh, hundred percent. I thought it was really. But I think it's one of those where he's maybe thought he's going across me. He's going right of the way. Oh, he's I thought gone he, at he, me, he wasn't yeah. even going to take a shot. Yeah. I, I was surprised that the goal came from where it was, mm-hmm. uh, from where it did. Um, Two shots on target, two goals for once. Wolves were actually clinical and uh, proficient with their uh, shooting. Yeah, another Doherty assist as well. Yeah, he's really contributing. There was um, a question about a foul on Willian before the Chelsea goal. Soft. Yeah, no way. Soft. For me. Not for me. Uh, he's just been muscled off the ball. I think he's it? forgotten that he's playing in the Premier League. For yeah, that's true. Five seconds. Uh, two losses in their last three for Chelsea. Um, nothing to worry about. Are they out the title race? Yeah. <laughs> Were they ever in the title no. race? No. <laughs> All right. Succinct Blunt. answers with uh, Josh Bentley tonight. Got to go sing, mate. You know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Um. R- Chelsea play at the weekend. They play Manchester City in the uh, late in the early late kickoff. Because there's two late kickoffs on mm-hmm. Saturday. Um, That's like saying your younger, older brother. Yeah, yeah. In the early late kickoff, mm-hmm. uh, City win at Stamford Bridge. Yeah. Draw one each. Two one City. That's. I think that's that would be a huge result for City. You know. Yeah. Well, they beat Chelsea at home last year as well. Guardiola will be looking at this game thinking. This is like he'll have looked at the games at the start of the season and gone right draw 
if we can get a draw out of the game, it's a good, it's a good result. If they win, Chelsea are definitely out of the title race because I think they'll be ten points behind. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, the last game of the say best till last. Yeah, best till last. Uh, it was Everton versus Newcastle. It finished ones each. Uh, Solomon Rondon has scored three goals in his last four Premier League appearances. The same tally of goals as his previous eighteen in the competition. Mm-hmm. The Rafa effect. Love it. Uh, I just want to just quickly before we uh, talk about the game, I want to talk about uh, quite a big thing that happened this week in terms of takeover news. Uh, I thought of you when I saw this actually. Mike Cashley came out. Uh, Mike Cashley. Mike Cashley. Yeah, came out on Sky News and said that there it was as close as it's ever. Uh, it was closer than it's ever been, and blah blah bullshit. More Ashley bullshit. Um, Apparently, there's four interested buyers, uh, all with international backing. The lead of which is Peter Kenyon. I think we've spoken about it before. Um, spoken to this with my cousin uh, a little bit this week, and uh, I we're both a bit January transfer windows around the corner. Mm-hmm. Is it just some more fake news to 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 put to say? Oh, Ashley's just not going to spend in January. They've put. There was supposed to be a full ball, uh, full boycott of the game on Sunday, which mm-hmm. is against Wolves, which we'll get on to. However, they've cancelled that, and they've said they're going to wait until February. Huddersfield, I think it is, that they've decided that they're going to boycott. Personally, personally, I think this is. We thought the Stavely interest was genuine. She put in bids. Uh, Ashley was just shit. I think Ashley now is so desperate to sell that I think if a bid comes in that he thinks is acceptable between 300 and 350 million mm-hmm. I think he'll sell up um, I don't think it'll happen before Christmas I'm hoping I, I'm going to Fulham Man United and hopefully Blackburn which are the three home games over Christmas um, I'm hoping that by the time we get to the Blackburn game that something will have happened Either that or Miguel Almiron will have signed. I, I don't look forward to how grumpy you're going to be if it hasn't happened. Well, no, I don't think I'll be grumpy because I, I think I'll just be weeping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Love that. But if, if Miguel Almiron signs, they say the deal is close mm-hmm. uh, with Almiron, which is impressive, bearing in mind West Ham, uh, Arsenal, both those guys are in for him. But I think that it'll be a big thing to get someone like Almiron in. Mm-hmm. Uh Anyway, onto the game. Um, five years and seventeen days since we won midweek. Um, yep, yeah, five one against it. Stoke. Five one against Stoke. Those were the days. Um, I, I assume that was under. That would have been under Pardew, I think. Yeah, I think it will have been. Twenty thirteen. Um, yeah. A few changes. We went five at the back again. Like I said before, when we were talking about wing backs, uh, he doesn't trust uh, Mankio and Yedlin on either side. We're better because what can happen when Yedlin uh, and Dummett are playing is that we can sort of switch to a secret back five mm-hmm. uh, where Dummett can tuck in and Kennedy or whoever's playing on the left which Kennedy or Richie can pull into that left wing back role and we sort of get that three it's quite like a fluid sort of formation transformation if that makes mm-hmm. sense um, and when we're in possession Dummett can get up the line um, but Yedlin and Mankio can't defend for shit so he 
doesn't trust them so he puts a back five in and uh, I think it worked really well um, I think Everton had three shots on target Newcastle had five um, wasteful from Everton because he had 19 shots in total yeah so like poor. really poor um, Richie was suspended Kendi injured fun fact uh, Richarlison cost £800,000 more than Newcastle's entire team love that great uh, stat it's a good stat that isn't it um, first goal uh, first blood went to Newcastle uh, great ball in by Murphy quality ball in and a really good finish by uh, by Rondon as well uh, he knows where the goal is he, he certainly does when he gets when he gets the chance he, he knows where the goal is Um I think I texted my cousin when I saw Atu was playing and we were like oh fucking Atu I don't mind Jacob Murphy I think he has got some potential obviously we've seen his brother play for Cardiff we, we know that there's some football and talent in that family um, I think he needs a run of games to, to really get in but he showed partly what he could do mm-hmm. with that cross uh, I don't think his general play was okay uh, he got subbed fairly early oh I've just got a notification that said Joel Gomez is expected to miss up to six weeks after Frank showing, fracturing his lower left leg okay um so not too bad, not as bad as it could have been. No, Fracture. that means he's not going to be knackered come the end of the season when the Nations League yeah, finals are. Though, so happy with that. Um, Fernand uh, Luckman penalty claim. Did you see it? No, uh, not a penalty for me. As in, no, uh, I didn't think it was a penalty. Oh, okay. Um, the score from it anyway. Uh, score from the resulting corner anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I felt? You know I said to you in the bar last night in the in the interval. I was like, the oh, cells is poor there. Actually, to be fair, it's taken two deflections. It doesn't look like it's going to come to him, and it's gone through his legs. And mm-hmm. I sort of sort of felt a bit sorry for him because people are like, oh, the cells should be doing better there. Well, actually, think about how fast that ball's coming to him. I think slow motion replays make everything look so much worse. And I think this with VAR as well, just on a little tangent, like they always review the decision in slow mo only. They never watch it back in full speed, which yeah. I think like gives gives you a slightly like deflected opinion. The penalty decision that people said wasn't a penalty at the World Cup. Was that Spain? I think we've spoken about it on this podcast before, mm-hmm. I think it was Spain. He watched that in full full whack, I remember. Uh, he was like rewound it about 500,000 times though watched it in full speed a couple of times but mainly in slow motion like you say and yeah it makes it look a lot worse but I think when you watch it in real time it's like he just has no idea my issue is he doesn't know where Richarlison is mm-hmm. um, so <sighs> it's kind of one of them isn't it however Fernandez and Dubravka were incredible. Mm-hmm. Dubravka for me better than John Pickford. Okay, even at distribution. Yeah. Okay. Better than Pickford. Well, Although Pickford made a good saying, save at the end. Saying that you. Oh, I'm just going to get fucking rinsed by Everton fans now. Yeah. I don't care. Dubravka is better than Pickford. I'm going to remain silent for my own good. I said that... I sent you a thing this week, though. Yes. Juventus might be in for... Or apparently looking at Dubravka. 75 million. No less. I'm putting it out there now. Uh, we'll probably sign Pickford. 
as a backup to uh, Rob Elliott or 500 Carl grand to be fair we've got like F- Freddie Woodman coming up he's been class for the under 21 England under 21 mm-hmm. so I think but I don't think Dubravka's going anywhere like, it's, like we had a, this conversation a few weeks ago didn't we on the podcast um, yeah Everton only three shots on target Everton were quite poor I thought yeah um, that's a good think? point good point for you great point away from home brilliant point Take that. Um, what What are your thoughts on uh, Adamola Lukman he needs game time he looks I decent think, doesn't he I think he offers more than Walcott at the moment you think I, I'd well, be starting I was, ahead of Walcott I was interested because Walcott I think the stat is that Walcott has more goals he's been involved in more goals against Newcastle than any other side mm-hmm. of his career I think it's five goals five assists we well, did so that ridiculous run and finish didn't he yeah, yeah for Arsenal a few seasons ago um, so I was surprised to see he didn't start um, but Luckman's looked good when he's came on there's been a few calls for him mm-hmm. to, to come into the side Um He's got an all right record as well. He got five in eleven for Leipzig last season, mm-hmm. uh, and he's got a good under twenty one record. Like he's played well in the games that he's played. Mm-hmm. He's only played nine games, but he's played well in them. Uh, I think, like you say, I think the more game time he gets, the better he's going to be, and the more he's going to adapt to the Premier League. He's only played. He played for Charlton, and then he went back to Everton, played a few games for Everton, and then went out mm-hmm. to Germany. Um, I think he's got one more loan spell away, personally. Yeah. Uh, in a top, in in the Bundesliga, or the Serie A, somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't loan him to the Championship. He's not built for the Championship. No. Really. Um, Everton play at the weekend. They play on uh, Monday night. They play Watford at home. Draw another one all. I'm going to go for another Watford loss uh, okay. to get them down in the relegation zone. Uh, I'm going to go for two nil. To Everton. How many points are Watford on? Uh, yeah, they're not they're down to 11th. They're on 21 points. They're, yeah, they're nowhere near the drop zone. They've got a minus three. Uh, they've got 20 points, sorry. 20 points. They're minus three goal difference. Uh, however, they've, they've won six games this season, but a lot of those games came in the first yeah, 10 games. Yeah, they won four of the first four, didn't they? Yeah. Um, I mean... They're on the slide. Oh, yeah, they're on the slide. Although I think Burnley will take that place. Yeah, uh, okay. I, have to say. I don't think you're going to need 40 points to be safe this season. No. Well, it's going down every year, isn't it? It's going down every year. Uh, Newcastle play Wolves in the late kickoff on Sunday, backed by hopefully 52,000. Yes, it certainly is. Uh, backed by 52,000 uh, screaming Geordies, hopefully, um, after the boycott's been cancelled. It's just it's typical that Wolves would be shit and then they would beat Chelsea yeah. the game before Newcastle. It's just typical. Uh, I think it's going to be a draw. Uh, you know what? You I went have, for a 1-1 draw last week. Let's guess you're going to have some faith. I'm going to have some faith. Keeping the faith. Uh, I went for a 1-1 draw against Everton last week. That came in. I need to find out who Bolton are playing, actually. I'm going to go for a uh, 3-1 win to Newcastle. I think we'll score three goals. For the first time ever. Um, did Bolton play last night? Was their championship no. fixtures last night? Oh, we're away to Norwich. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. now, yeah. We're not I going remember. to get anything no, Norwich are like flying high at the top yeah. of the championship, aren't they? Um, I love midweek football. I love midweek football. 
Uh, every team scored this game week for the first time in eight years. We love that. On the same game week. Uh, game week 15. Lots of goals. Um, all right. Two uh, news stories that have come in the last couple of days. The first mm-hmm. one, uh, we mentioned when we were recording the pod on Monday. Um, or was it Tuesday? Or was it Tuesday? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what day. All my days have merged into one now. Um, is England's draw, they drew the Netherlands, the the one that you said that you wouldn't want to draw the Netherlands. Yeah, but you know, have some faith, going to beat them. Yeah. Going to beat them. It's the first competitive fixture. Legs? No. No, just one. First competitive fixture against the Netherlands since 1996, when we beat Did them we... 4-1 oh, at the Euros. Right. Uh, Shearer scored twice. Yes. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing the one of those goals is class. Because he hadn't scored for, like, ever yeah. for England, and then, yeah, scored two. Um, that was, yeah, the, that was the tournament that people said he shouldn't have been called up for, and then he went and was top scorer for England at the tournament. Yeah. Um it's tough draw that yeah tough draw but you know winnable yeah um, the Ballon d'Or was also announced on Tuesday night possibly um, right Did you have you seen the results yeah have you seen where Messi came yeah Messi came fifth have you seen Messi's stats for this yeah, season yeah it's ridiculous he's had it? I think he's got uh, let me I've, I've got them here 70 games okay 60 goals 24 assists he won La Liga, Copa del Rey, and the Supercopa de España. European Golden Boot, and he came fifth. Ronaldo came above him. Griezmann came above him, and Mbappe came above him. Are these players better than Messi's been this year? No. What is what is the Ballon d'Or? What is the Ballon d'Or? Well, it's just journalists it's a, who pick. It's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. It means it's been a joke for a few years now, but this year, but Modric, don't take anything away from Modric. I think he deserves to win there's been mm-hmm. a lot of stick online for this but I think he deserves to win it he's been brilliant took an average Cro- captain an average Croatia team arguably to a World Cup final yeah he, um, he a lot of people on, on social media keyboard warriors being like Modric doesn't score goals but like goals goals don't just come from the foot of the person that scores it yeah. like not he's, taking anything uh, away from Messi scoring 60 goals in 70 yeah. games is outrageous and but 24 like, assists Modric dictates games yeah and also he uh, like people brought his um, his assist stats up as well he normally is the pass before the pass yeah it's ridiculous He and he plays in an area of the pitch that is the most congested he plays in the middle of the park definitely. where there's the least space definitely so. some more interesting names in this top uh, this top ten, uh, Salah was sixth. Mm-hmm. I would say fair. Yeah. Kane tenth. Yeah, I think that's fair. The amount yeah. of goals he scored. Rafa Varane in seventh. Uh, well, he played in the back four for France at the World Cup, and, True, and Real won Madrid the won the Champions, Champions League. League. Yeah. <sighs> Griezmann third. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd probably have had Modric top. Yeah, Messi second, and I've probably had Salah third, based on what he did. Ronaldo not even in. Ronaldo came second. I think that's another interesting one. All he did was uh, win. The, I say all he did. All he yeah. did was win the Champions League. But you know what I mean, like yeah. In comparison to all those other players, I would yeah, I would say Modric fair top. He came eighth and ninth. 
Uh, Eden Hazard. I suppose Belgium got above, some semis. Above Kevin De Bruyne, who was the best player in the Premier League yeah. last season. I, In my view, better than Salah. They got the top ten players right, but just not in the right order. Yeah. I don't think Griezmann is no. in the top, is in that. I don't think Griezmann, for me, Griezmann and Varane wouldn't get in that top ten. Okay. Replaced by Hosselu and Dwight Gale. What about Yedlin or Mankito? Dubravka will be in there next season. Um, Playing for Juventus. I just I just don't think there's any credibility to the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. And also, the the presenter was a fucking joke as well. Like the first female um, Ballon d'Or winner. Can you twerk for us? What are you doing? He was like, and then his apology. Oh, my English isn't so good, mate. The presentation was in French. Yeah, <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, um, I don't think he'll be doing it ever again. Uh, no, I don't think he'll be a DJ for that much longer either. Uh, no. Um, all right then. One last thing to take care of, mm-hmm. unless I've missed anything out. No, I don't think so. Uh, JB's tiny tip didn't come in again. Um, what did I go for? You went for uh, Arsenal to beat United. No. No. Let me. You went for a. Uh, South, uh, no, Southampton was last week. Give me a sec. I haven't got any money in my thing. Have we lost. You it went all? for Burnley to beat Liverpool. See, I was right for a bit. Do you see what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but I'm not cashing out, Josh. <laughs> I'm not cashing out. Right, Bournemouth to beat Liverpool. Bournemouth to, be, Bournemouth to beat Liverpool. This is Saturday. Uh, four to one. Yeah, Let's we'll go it. for that. Why not? Eh? But I could go for safe bets. I, I spoke to Naomi earlier. Uh, she was saying, "Why don't you just not put the bet on? Because I'm losing money. But then I would never win any money, and I yeah. just have the losses now." And that's just, why people get addicted to gambling. Yeah, exactly. We are addicted to gambling. I mean, I'm not. I, I would be. No, I'm definitely not. I've got no money. I've got 55 pence left in my account. Oh, well, we <laughs> need, need that to come in then. Yeah, we we actually do need it to. We come were in. doing so well, mate. You you won the first four. It's gone. Downhill. I don't think yeah. you've won one since. No, then. I haven't. You haven't won in twelve. Lost my. I'm um, like Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> maybe if this comes in, Bolton will win. And I'll, maybe the sky will be green. Yeah. Pigs will be. <laughs> pigs will be flying. In um, abundance. Your brother will be happy because we've gone only just over an hour today, rather than an hour and a half. Let's hope the London is. traffic is particularly poor. On yeah. His, uh, when he chooses to listen to it. Yes. Um, have I missed anything? I don't think so. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, don't forget to uh, get involved with our question, oh, which we was... we need to do a question. Or is no, it, no, or questions for, week for next one. week, yeah. The question was, what is the biggest rivalry in world football? Yes, yeah, so what is the biggest rivalry in world football? Uh, remember, I never said this on a podcast before, but I'm going to say it now. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, please, because then... All podcasts. Be- because then pardon or podcasts or podcasts on uh, anything do we have on, a rating on podcasts or not we've got a five star rating on uh, on iTunes incredible podcasts. is that just from you uh, no I didn't even vote because I, I went on the other day to be like oh let's have a look five stars mate someone's rated as four stars so whoever that is fuck you but the whole thing no I love you really thanks for listening uh, but the, the average rating is five stars love mate. that and then I voted and now it's five stars even brilliant more. love that um, so subscribe uh, follow us on ch- Twitter and Instagram at Jaffpod and hashtag Jaffpod and all that 
Jazz. Have I missed anything? No. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yes. Bye.